0: To hear an anointed powerful word that will change your life from treasure coast victory center be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory that's what we're here to do so uh is everybody ready all right, take your Bibles, go to First Peter chapter 1 tonight. Father, I thank you for your word tonight. I thank you for opening up our eyes to who we are and the spirit realm that we may live our lives the way you want us to. Father, I thank you for continued revealing your purpose to us for each and every one of our lives. As we fulfill your purpose, your destiny, and your plan, we know that everything will work out. We choose to live in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost because we choose to live in the Spirit and in the kingdom. And we thank you for your Holy Ghost tonight. In Jesus' name, and everybody said. Amen. All right. First Peter chapter 1. We have found out that you are a spirit, demons are spirits, angels are spirits, God is a spirit. And tonight we're going to show you the source of the spirit realm and probably one of the most important parts to your living in the spirit. How many of you would like to live in the spirit rather than natural? How many of you already tried living in the natural? How many of you know that didn't work out? All right. First Peter chapter 1, look at verse 23. It's talking about you. It says, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth how long? Forever, for all flesh is of grass and all the glory of man is of the flowers of the grass. The grass withers, the flower thereof falleth away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Now, this is a very important scripture because it shows you how you came into existence as a born-again citizen of the kingdom of God. You were born again of an incorruptible seed, and that seed was the word of we the Word of God. So you were born again by a seed. You were born again by a spiritual seed. So the seed or the Word of God is the, is the source for you, your new life. Before that time you were here, you were a spirit, but you were a dead spirit because you were born that way. So God gave you something spiritual so that you could be, the Bible calls, born again spiritually. The Word of God is a spiritual source. The Word of God is a spiritual force. Jesus said, that which is born of flesh is, and that which is born of spirit is, So then he went on to say, you must be born again. Why? Because you need to be born into the kingdom of God. You need to be made alive spiritually because you are a spirit. You don't have one. You are a spirit. You have a soul, and you live in this physical body. So your salvation was the new birth, and it was a birth into the spirit. At that time, your soul was not saved, basically. Your soul remained the same. Now, what's your soul? Your soul is your mind, your will, your emotions, your imagination. They stayed the same when you got born again. So the Bible tells you by the word you need to renew. Say renew. No, no, no. So if it tells you to renew, it means at one time man's soul was nude. Are you following me? So when God created mankind, mankind was created with a nude soul. In other words, he, he was like God. He thought like God. He wasn't in the flesh. He wasn't in the natural realm. He was in the spirit. But once Adam fell, he lost that mindset. And now when we get born again, we have the opportunity through the word to renew our mind right back to where God created mankind to begin with. So we can think like God. We can act like God. We can operate like God. And we can be successful in the things of God. So you had to be born of something spiritual in order to become spiritual. It's interesting because you look up this word seed. Say seed. The word is actually sperma. Very interesting, huh? Because we know what sperma does. It creates. It brings something into being. It's the same way with the Word of God, only it's a spiritual thing. So the Word of God is a spiritual source. It lives and abide forever. How many know? So will you. It endures forever. Why? Because the Word of God is spirit. Say spirit. Spirit. All right, go to Psalm 107. It's a must if you're going to live your life in the spirit, you'll have to fight the battles that come into your life from a spiritual perspective or from the spirit realm. Because of everything that comes in your life, the circumstances and situations are being navigated by spiritual beings, you need to fight spiritual beings with something spirit or else it won't do anything to them in your life. Now, here we are in Psalm 107, let's start start in verse 17. It says, "'Fools, because of their transgressions, and because of their iniquities, they are afflicted.'" How many of you were there? "'Their soul abhorreth all manner of meat, and they draw near unto the gates of hell. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and He saved them out of their distress.'" Notice, He sent His Word, and He healed them, and He delivered them from all their destruction.'" Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men and let them sacrifice with the sacrifice of thanksgiving and declare His works with rejoicing. So here it shows you when mankind basically was in the wilderness, when Adam sinned and every man was born basically spiritually dead, they, they were in, in against God, their situations were against Him, their mind was against Him, everything was going in the, in the wrong direction, every person was like that. But notice what He sent to help them. He sent His Word. Say His Word. Notice, you've got to figure out one thing. Everything that comes into your life that attacks your life, God has already given you the word to win that victory. You're not waiting on the word. The word has already been given to you. It's already there. It's the word. He sent his word and healed you. Now notice, it doesn't say that he sent you a miracle. It doesn't say he sent you a doctor. It doesn't say he sent you drugs. But how many know those are good things? But there's a way to live also where he sends his word to heal you and deliver you from all your destruction. So what does God do? God deals with everything with the Word of God. So how many of you know you probably need to know the Word? Need to study the Word? Need to read the Word? Because you're going to be born again, not know anything about the Word, and live a natural life and be the most miserable Christian that ever walked the face of the earth, basically because you're fighting everything in the natural realm. You can't do that. The Word of God is your spiritual weapon. That's what you have, and that's what you do. I mean, if you're having trouble with finances, the answer is the Word. If you're having trouble with your thought life, the answer is the Word. If you're in sickness, the answer is the Word. Word. God has one answer for everything, and it's the word. Now, we have natural things, too. They're all good. They're wonderful things to do, but you've sooner or later got to come above the natural. Come on. We've seen that in the last two years, haven't we? Maybe you're walking good, and you're hardly ever sick, and everything's going good. Then once this pandemic hits, and everybody's getting sick, and everybody's getting upset, and everybody's getting... Why is that? Because you can't fight natural if natural. That's why you need to fight your battles before they come. See, don't wait to get in the word after you get knocked down. Get in the word so you're still standing up when it comes. Because the word, and that's God's answer to everything. It's the word of God. What's the answer to you worrying? The word of God. What's the answer? Oh, I'm in so much fear. What's the answer? Word of God. And that's why the word of God is a spiritual thing. You were born by it, so you will grow by feeding on it. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of? God. So we're, we're not gonna grow up just by eating, you know, steak and mashed potatoes and all those things and say, I'm a good, I'm a good, healthy Christian. It doesn't work that way. It's spiritual food for a spiritual person. You began by being born again spiritually. Now you eat spiritually to renew your mind. You start to live in more and more health, you start to live in more and more victory, you start to live in more and more peace, you start to live in more and more joy. But that is because you now have the word of God residing on the inside of you as a seed. How many know when a seed's planted in the ground, it's supposed to grow? It just doesn't sit there as a seed. No, the word of God gets in you and it starts to grow on the inside of you. And sooner or later, it's gonna become such a big thing in you that it's gonna overrule your natural thought life. It's gonna prevail about the way you think. When you're hit with a situation, you're gonna know what the word says and you're gonna hit that thing rather than go off into depression for three days and try to dig yourself out of it. So it's the word of God to God, which is most important because notice what happened when man was at his worst state on his way to hell, couldn't do nothing. God sent his... Word and delivered him from all his destruction. All right, go to Isaiah 55. You've got to get a handle on how important this Word of God is in your life to put in you on a daily basis. Whether it's a book, whether it's tapes, whether it's you reading the Bible, whether it's whatever you're going to do, you've got to put the Word of God in if you want to fulfill the destiny that you were called to do and the purpose you were. And I mean, if you're fulfilling your purpose, you've got peace and joy. If you don't, it don't even matter if you're a millionaire or you're, you're healthy, it doesn't matter to you because you were put here for a plan. Each and every one of us at this time was put here to do something for God. And as long as you're doing that, all these things will be Added unto you, and you don't have to worry about anything in your life because God takes care of it as you're in His purpose and in His plan. All right, Isaiah chapter 55. Look at verse 11. It says, So shall my word be that goes forth out of whose mouth? His mouth. It shall not return unto you void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing wheresoever I did what? Send it. So God sent his word, we find out. What was that for? To heal us, to save us from destruction, to change our lives. So he sent his word for humanity. He sent his word for you. Say, God sent his word for me. Now, how many you know who's it up to, whether you're going to be in the word or not? It's not up to God, is it? He sent it, now it's up to you whether you're going to get involved in it or not. This will help your soul prosper as the word of God grows in your thought life. The Bible says you will prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers well how does my prosper work it works by the seed of the word of God coming in here starting to grow in my thought life and in my action life so it's natural for people to get sick it's natural for people to catch the flu in the winter time but the word will take you above the natural it's natural for you to live poor it's natural for you to end up in debt but notice the word will take you beyond the natural it's natural for you to worry it's natural you fret or as a Christian calls it care it's all the same thing but the word will keep you from into supernatural peace. It's beyond natural understanding by the word of God. It's natural to be under the curse, but the word will take you out from under the curse and put you into the blessing of God in your life. So the word basically is not only only born of, but it is a creative force. Say the word. It is a creative force. All right. I mean, we just sang the song here a little while ago, you know out of his mouth and the walls fall and all this stuff what's he talking He's talking about creating things when God basically looked out and he saw it dark what did he do he said light be and what happened light be the word that came forth out of his mouth created light in the midst of darkness well will it create healing in the midst of sickness will it create prosperity in the midst of debt will it create peace in the midst of fear and all that stuff yes it will it's a creative force but until you get it in here it will not come out here See, the Bible says there's two places a word needs to be. It needs to be in your heart, and it needs to be in your mouth. See, it can't be just one place. It doesn't work. Many people have it in their heart and will never talk it. Why? Because they're afraid they're going to, somebody's going to get mad at them when they speak the word of God. And I don't want anybody to be offended at me. I want everybody to love me and everybody to care for me. And i just that kind of person. And then they don't operate in everything. So the word's in your heart. It'll start to come out your mouth. As a matter of fact, when you get so full of the word of God, you can't control your mouth. i leave that right there. Praise God. All right, go to John chapter 6. All right, John chapter 6, look at verse 63. It's in red, Jesus is speaking. He said, it is a spirit that makes alive in the flesh, prophets, what? nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are, and they are, all right, now here we got the word of God coming out of the mouth of the word himself. The word is speaking the word. Basically, he sent his word and delivered us. Who is the word? The word made flesh, which was Jesus Christ. God and his word are one. You can't separate the two. So here Jesus says basically the words that he speak are spirit, and they are life notice they're not chatter they weren't babble they weren't idle talk they weren't something for him to say but his words were spirit and they gave life to people around him and life in his own situation so the word of God once again is not only a supernatural source but it also creates things in your life from the spirit world into the natural world go to Matthew chapter 8 All right, Matthew chapter 8, just look at verse 16. It says, when the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick. Okay, here we see Jesus coming in in contact with the sick, coming in contact with people with devils, and he cast out the spirit how? With his word. Say his word. word. Now, notice, the only thing that will affect something spiritual, like a demon or demonic thing, is something that's spiritual, That's why he spoke the word of God, and that's what set people free. Notice, he didn't try to get spirits in a headlock. He didn't scream and holler at the devil every time he came and shout at him. He didn't get his shotgun and try to shoot him as he tried to get in his garage. He didn't pull a knife out of his sandal and try to stab the devil. No, he used his word and cast the devil out because his word was spiritual. And that's why the word is so important. As you obey the word, you put yourself in a situation where you've got a bubble around you almost and you're free from many of the things the world is going through because you're now walking in the spirit of God. Many people in the church get hurt. They get offended. They retaliate. The sun goes down. Well, we find out from Ephesians, that if the sun goes down in your wrath, you make place for who? The devil, demon spirit. So you can't go to God and say, well, I hate that person and hated him for 25 years and God, you just ain't keeping the devil off me because you're the one opening the door up For the devil to come into your life. Now, we love to blame God, but that's not the way it works. See, basically, you open the door to it. And the Bible says when that happens, basically, what comes into your life. In the Old Testament, it says, vultures come. Say, vultures come. Say, buzzards come. Now, notice, even in the natural realm, we know that a vulture or buzzard won't attack anything that's alive. But Stay there just for a little bit till you get it. Yeah, anything that's alive, you don't have to be dealing with vultures and buzzards all the time. But if you're living away from that in the natural realm and you look like you're dead, you're going to have buzzards circling you all day long coming in there because you look like you're dead. You never found a buzzard in the natural realm that ran down a live animal, killed it, and ate it. So as long as I stay in the, in the life part of it, as long as I stay in the spirit, I don't have to be fighting the devil every other day. People are fighting devils all day long. Well, it's because you're walking in unforgiveness. You're walking in all these things, offense and all this stuff. And basically, you're inviting demons into your life. They thrive on that. That's spiritual food for them. That's what they, smelling salts to them. It makes them alive. It gets them gone in your life. So as long as we know the spirit and we're obeying the spirit of God, these things won't be so drastic in our life. They won't even come around that much because we are alive and we are not dead so we have to stay away from those things don't we that we know bring us out of the spirit realm into the natural realm somebody yells at you what do you do we yell back no you don't if you yell back you just stepped into theirs come on you just stepped into the natural realm now you got buzzards flying around all over the place and you, and the holy ghost tells you you ought to forgive them and you say well they should forgive me first because i was right as usual So then you go to bed, and what happens? You wake up in the morning, you've got vultures everywhere, sitting on the edge of the bed, out in the kitchen, all over the place, and then you want to blame God for it or call the pastor for it. Come on, you invited those things in there, see? You don't want to do that. You want to live alive. You want to live in the Spirit. I mean, there's laws that go along with the Spirit of God that you need to obey just like there's laws in the natural realm. And the law says love one another. The law says forgive one another. The law says don't be offended, all these things. So we just want to abide by those. And as you get full of them and understand that's the way to go in the Spirit realm, it works for you in your life. So we need to deal with spiritual matters, but we need to deal them with spiritual things. Only spiritual thing. You can yell, I hate you, devil. You can yell, I don't like you anymore, all that kind of stuff. But none of that is the Word of God. The Word of God simply say, I've been set free by the blood of Jesus Christ, and you're not coming into my life, praise God. It'll come and try to put sickness on you. you say, well, I was healed by the stripes of Jesus on the cross. So I want to fight that spiritually with the Word of God. I do not want to agree with it. And tell everybody in the world, my circumstance and my situations and oh my gosh and you should hear and blah, 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 because you're just spreading it out there. Then they talk to 14 other people and pretty and everybody in the church knows you've got a circumstance and situation and they're helping the devil too. So now you've got a whole gang of people opening buzzard doors and leaving them into your life. See, we don't want to do that, do we? we, we want to, we're responsible for ourselves. Say, I'm responsible, I'm responsible. for myself. I'm All right, praise God. Go to Proverbs chapter 4. Well, now we're raising up a victorious people here. Do you know that? We're raising up a people who are going to walk in victory and help other people walk in victory and we're going to speak life to other people and we're going to walk in the power of God and we're, all right, just checking. I want to make sure I thought I made a wrong turn or something there for a little bit. All right, Proverbs chapter four. Now I'll tell you what, if I, if I didn't have a Bible and could never have a Bible again and could only have one thing, I would rip this out of the Bible and take this with me on a desert island. This is all I would want right here. Proverbs chapter four, verse 20. My son, thank you, Lord, Attend to my words and thy ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thy eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart, for they are life unto those that find them and their health to all of their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues or the forces of life put away from thee a froward mouth and a perverse lips put far from me. So here's the formula, isn't it, to spiritual living. Right here, it tells you to attend to the word, incline your ear to the word, let them not depart from your eyes and keep them in the midst of your heart. Say heart. heart. All right, the word heart here is the word cardia, which actually means not only your spirit, but your soul. In other words, your spirit and soul together. So we want to keep the word together in our spirit and in our soul. We want to attend to it. We want to listen to it. You will never keep the word in your heart unless you attend to the word. How I many know that's time. Yeah. Incline your ear to it. Look at it. But notice the results it promises you. Now, this is a promise of God. Life to all that find it, and health to what? How much of their flesh? All their flesh. So do you, do you try to tell me that if people actually do this in a church, if you've got 500 people that actually do this, all 500 will live in health? Well, I just don't believe that, you know. God might do one cuz he likes them, but the rest of them, he don't care whether they die or not anyway. He don't need making. No, the word of God's the word of God. If you're going to pick scriptures out, why not pick this one out? Praise God. Why not walk in health and walk in life? So there are many things basically coming to your attention every day, but I want to keep life in my life. I want to keep life in my finances. I want to keep life in my marriage. I want to keep life in my relationships. I want to keep life in there. How do I do that? I attend to the Word of God because it gives me life. It puts supernatural power in me to live the way He wants to. Now, how many know there's a lot of natural sources out there also, aren't they? I mean, you go to the doctor, and it's fine. You get pills. You get medications. You got physicians. You got surgeons. how many know all these are necessary? Money-wise, you've got banks, you've got credit unions, you've got loans, you've got all these kind of things. But God is showing you in this verse a higher source that you can live in in your life if you want to live like the kingdom of God wants you to live. It's a supernatural power basically where you're living above the natural realm. And we should because we are spiritual beings. We're not natural beings. We're spiritual. We're going to live forever. This body you see is simply the, the vehicle that I'm riding around in for now. Someday it's going to go to the junkyard, praise God, but I'm still going to be around. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm still going to be someplace. Hallelujah. Because I'm a spiritual being. Say a spiritual being. So what do we want to do? First of all, give attention to God's Word. Now notice, don't give attention to the problems. Don't give attention to the circumstances. Don't give attention to anybody else's Word. Give attention to God's Word. Period. Yeah. Every time a circumstance comes, put the word in your mouth, not the circumstance. Talk to somebody else about the word. Amen. The circumstance looking to get into your mouth. It tells you to incline your ear unto his saints. Now notice, incline your ear. Say, incline thy ear. Say it again, incline thy ear. Now, I'm sure God created me. He knows i got two ears. Why well, didn't he say incline my ears? He said incline my ear. Don't we all have two ears? How many in here has got one ear? so he's not talking about he's talking about something spiritual he's talking about what you hear will get in your mind and get in your imagination so you see the word on a singular focus in other words it's going in your spiritual ear if you were it's something you develop by staying in the word of god and listening to the word of god and it gives you a spirit it'll come to the point where people will say something and it'll sound like chalk fingers on a chalkboard And also you said something that was anti-God, but you've already knew your mind. You go, oh, my God, did they really say it? Well, I just believe God killed me and ran me over by the truck so that I would grow into things of God. And you're going, oh. Why is that? Because you developed a spiritual ear. Come on now. That's just the way God treats me all the time. Sometimes he's good and sometimes he's bad. Ah. You'd rather listen to somebody cuss, wouldn't you? And accuse God of things that don't belong to so us. What have I done? I've developed a spiritual ear. Somebody comes up and you say, You don't look very good. You're going to get sicker and sicker. I can tell by you. I looked like that a week ago and I really got sick. Brother, I'll tell you, you're really going to get sick. And you're just going, Oh, shut up. I'm healed by his stripes. Get away from me, please. But so you develop that spiritual ear. And the more you're renewed in your mind, the more you run into things that people say that you just say, Man, is that dumb. But always remember because at one time you were that yeah. dumb see it's the word of God it changes the way that you think. the word of God I mean I go to funerals all the time and the minister's up there and God just needed another little angel up in heaven so he killed this eight-year-old girl and took him up there and she's up there in her white robes right now and man I'll tell you you think if that's the minister I'd like to see his congregation in their white robes robes every Sunday morning praise God (laughs) That's the truth. But notice, you'll start to hear these things. And what people say you know is not lined up. What have you done? You've developed a spiritual ear now, and you can hear. And you automatically reject that stuff. You don't have to think, now, is that God, or is that the devil, or who is that, the Holy Spirit? And I'll tell you what, here's where you start to get making right decisions. Because the more word you get in you and the time to make a decision, you will know whether it's a godly decision, your decision, or the devil's decision. Because you've had enough of the Word of God, you'll know it right in here. There'll be peace that comes to you, even if it sounds ridiculous. There'll be peace on the inside of you because you know it was given to you by God, and it's not your problem to fulfill it anyway. It's His problem to fulfill it. It's your problem just to act on what He told you to fulfill, you see. So I want to make good decisions all the time. How many want to make good decisions all the time? How many have ever made a bad decision? How many are sad they ever made a bad decision? Yeah. Well, what happened? You know now it wasn't a godly decision. But see, the problem with decisions, there's a result to every decision that you make. And once you make it, the result happens. It's too late. It's not like you can do a takeover. So basically, number one, you've got to think every time I'm going to make a decision, God says, what's the result of that decision you're about to make? See? See, we wouldn't have people getting pregnant outside of marriage if they just thought about the result of what they were just about to do. But they don't think about that. They just think about the decision. Then nine months later, they're worried about the result. But it's too back to go back nine months. Are you following me? So what happens? You made you made a decision. You weren't thinking about the results, and basically you ended up in trouble. Well, it's the same way spiritually. We want to do spiritual things. We want to forgive. We want to not be offended. We want to walk into things of the spirit. So basically, the more we fill up on the Word of God, we'll have an ear to hear. Say an ear to hear. An ear to hear. In Proverbs, it talks about your ear being a gate. Say a gate. Now, what's a gate for? A gate is to get in, get out, lock, keep things in, keep things out. So your ear basically allows in you whatever you hear you will receive. Remember when Jesus went around teaching, people came to him not only to be healed, but to hear and be healed. Why? Because they were hearing the word which brought faith, first of all, they were, it was entering into them, and it was time to minister to them. They were ready to receive from Jesus because it already preached healing of faith to them. So they were ready to go. So everything you hear, say everything I hear, everything I hear. is a source of something. It's a source. it's a source of the Word of God, is life. It's, it's God's Word, it's life. It's a the thing that's positive. If it's negative, it's negative. And once you get in a negative Nelly attitude, everything becomes negative. What happens? That's the spirit, ain't it? I mean, it, you could win the lottery and get mad because you've got to pay taxes. I won a million dollars, but bless God, I got to pay taxes. i tell you, the worst day of my life, glory to God. Because you got in that negative mode, and everything's negative to you, and nothing's good to you. It doesn't matter if the sun, dang sun shines every day. I'm tired of it. And then it rains, it's raining. What happened? You got in that negative mode. You got pulled into the natural realm. You're now listening to other things. Negativity's coming in, and pretty soon, how I many you know that don't make you feel very well? The more negative you get, the worse you feel, man, top to bottom. So we want to do that. We want to continue to put the word in our ear, and we need to receive the source of what God has for them. Verse 21 says, Let them not depart from thy eyes. Say my eyes. So that means we need to look at the word, don't we? And not only look at the word, but imagine yourself. The Bible talks a lot about meditation. Somebody told me one time, meditation is the key to success. In other words, don't just read the scriptures, meditate on the scriptures. Mary just went through a class meditating, doing nothing but meditating the Word of God and then trying to relay the the Word of God back to people. Why is that? Because meditation puts you in it, in your imagination, and you can be right there when blind Bartimaeus gets healed, and you can see things that you didn't see before you meditated on it and just read it. So it's more than reading. I want to meditate on it. I want to come to a place where I'm in the Word and I keep it before my eyes, and I don't see myself sick. I see myself healed. And that's why a lot of people, you know, in wheelchairs or whatever problem they got, if they would just get in this word and they would pour it in and pour it in, pretty soon they'd stop seeing themselves in the wheelchair, poor, poor, pitiful me. They'd start to see in here, me walking. And when it comes to a place where that becomes a revelation, which is spiritual power, and it blows up on the inside of them, all at once they'll jump up out of the wheelchair and do circles and run around, praise God. Why is that? Because your imagination is beyond the natural realm. How many of you know that? You can imagine whatever you want to imagine, praise God. You can be a star tomorrow. You can be a country western singer if you want to tomorrow in your imagination. But the natural realm, you can't be there. Where God wants to take us in our imagination into a spiritual realm where all things are possible with Him. See? And if you if can't take you beyond your imagination, then you're just going to stay in the same place your whole life. How are you? Okay. Are you sick? No, I'm doing pretty good. Got some money? i got enough to pay my bills this week. But see, He wants to take you beyond pay your bills. He wants to take you into abundance, overflowing, so you've got money to give to anybody else who needs money to help other people out there to need money, but you can't see yourself if you see yourself poor. As long as you look poor. There you are. Are you poor? My, my granddaddy was poor. My granddaddy's poor. My, my daddy's poor. Everybody's poor in our family. We've been poor for a long time, praise God. But see, you've got to come up out of that, don't you? They've never come out of it, have they? And what are you doing with your mouth then? You're bringing that curse down from generation from generation into your life. Praise God. Hallelujah. And we don't want to do that. We want to break it. We want to do better than our parents did. We want to raise our kids better than our parents did. We want to help our kids better than our parents did. Praise God. Did they do a good job? The best they knew how. Praise God. Thank you for them. But I don't have to be like them. Are you following me? So praise God, we want to imagine. We want to see this word. This word says how to discipline. This word says how to love others. This word says, so I'm going to see myself doing that. I'm going to see myself as a lover Go to the mirror in the morning. I said, Man, you're one loving man. Pray, I'll tell you. Praise God. Hallelujah. You're patient. You're long suffering. Glory to God. You're joyful. Who oh, joyful are you? Thankful. You're, and you're, your flesh will be saying, yes. <laughs> You ain't none of that stuff. Well, you can be because you have enough power in you to do that on the inside of you by the Spirit of God, but you're not going to do it in disagreement with Him. You're going to do it in agreement. Don't let anybody put you down. And don't you put you down. Most people are too busy putting themselves down. No, Other people don't even have time to put you down. You're already so low they can't go any further and you got yourself. Well, you don't need to do that. I mean, you're created by God. You're a son and daughter of the living God. You're a king on the earth and a priest to God, praise God. You rule and reign here. You have dominion, glory to God. You're full of the spirit of God or the power of God, praise God. And you can do all things. You can cast out devils. You can heal the sick. You can. That's who you are, praise God. And you'll never do that until you understand that's who you are, glory to God. I always say, before I ever preach a sermon, I saw myself. I saw myself preaching to thousands. So when I got up the first time and there was 30 people there, it was easy. It was a lot harder before the thousand. You follow me? I'd already imagined myself preaching to thousands and preaching to this. And So when I saw 30, I said, man, a piece of cake here, praise God. I thought there might be a thousand here tonight. I'm doing all right. But notice, you saw it in your imagination first. Your, I'll tell you, your imagination is a powerful my god it's a powerful thing how you see others how you see yourself how you see makes a big difference in your life how you see your finances how you see your marriage how you see all this stuff so what do we do we put the word of god in it tells you all this stuff the bible says the word is a lamp unto my what to my feet yes to my feet but and that's funny because last time we had a hurricane and the lights went out i needed a light it wasn't for my feet it was for my eyes (laughs) ain't that the truth you never said give me a flashlight for my feet honey he said, get me a flashlight for my eyes. So how can the word be a, a lamp unto my feet? Because if you live in the natural, live by what you see. If you live in the, in the spirit, you live by what you believe. So what's the word? I believe the word and I get a lamp unto my feet. I'm walking in line with the word. If the word tells me to do this, then I go over here. If the word tells me to do that, I go over here. I don't need real light. I need the word of God, which is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Praise God. Because we walk by faith, not by... Hallelujah It's all different It's spiritual realm Praise God So basically We want to live out of the natural realm We want to live above in the spirit And one thing about If you're living in the spirit You'll stop judging other people Who live in the natural In other words if you're, <laughs> He will In other words If you're walking in the spirit You'll start being carnal And judging carnal people Because we judge them Most of the time By what we can see In other words, look at them. They smoke. Oh, man, are they even Christian? Look at them over there. They cuss. Are they even Christians? And the whole time, you're worrying 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And you're more carnal than they are because worry is carnality too. Fear is carnality too. But we want to judge people by what we see out here. Look at that person. Look at that people. Carnal people judge carnal people. Spiritual people help carnal people by speaking life into them so they can come out of their carnality because a lot of times basically they've just got to change their mind change their imagination change their confession and they've got to change their life by lining up with the word of God and if they've done it for a while there's a spirit involved isn't there there's a spirit involved isn't there Maria sometimes there's a spirit involved and so you run into people who not only look bad doing bad but there's a spirit involved because they've invited that buzzard in there to let rest on their head or rest on their shoulder or wherever so basically you've got to understand that we fight spirit with spirit then don't we we don't fight them. No. We fight spirit with spirit, not the natural person who's fighting with the natural and everything else to do it. No, we want to fight spirit with spirit. I mean, if there's somebody out there who's a serial killer, how many know he's killing people all over the place, but basically he's also, and they say, well, it's because of his upbringing. Well, it's because of this, because of that. No, it's because he got that in his imagination, and there's a devil there who's making him do this stuff. Right. So you can give me all the pills you want. You can do whatever you need. That person needs deliverance from a spiritual being, and it will not come with a Xanax. See, the devil don't say, oh, no, they're taking another Xanax. We better go now before he swaddles it. <laughs> Hold it up, keep it in his throat so it don't go down in his stomach. We're going to get delivered. No, it's spiritual, praise God. There's demonic things out there, and a lot of times they're invited, and we don't even know they're invited in our life. Remember the woman who was bowed over for 18 years? Couldn't rise up, bowed over. Jesus showed up for 18 years and says, basically, stand up straight. A spirit of infirmity is in your life. Well, how many know that wasn't the Holy Ghost? It was a devil, wasn't it? But nobody knew that at the time. So there she was walking boat over in church every, for 18 years. And of course, Jesus heals her and he heals her on Sunday, which I believe he did on purpose. I mean, he liked to provoke religious people. He could have healed them every day, but he knew they'd get mad if he did it on Sunday. So he waited, just waited his time. Then it came where the Sabbath day came and he heals them, God. He knew he was gonna make every one of them mad. And you know what he did? What was he doing? He was hitting them right in their religion, praise God. But notice he set them free. He said, you know, Satan has bound this woman 18 years. He didn't say God was blessing this woman from being bowed over, and she can see the floor better by doing that. So you got to understand it's a spiritual thing, isn't it? So sometimes we got to fight spirit, and when we fight spirit, we have to fight spirit with? Spirit. spirit, praise God. So the spiritual realm will affect the natural realm. I mean, it's affecting the natural realm right now. And it affects many people. I mean, there's a lot of sexual perversion all over the place right now, but it just doesn't affect the person who gets sexually perverted. It affects their family. It affects everything right on the line. It's like a rippling effect that takes place. A lot of times, once again, that's a spirit. So what do we wanna do? We wanna set that person free with a spiritual. What am I gonna use? I'm gonna use the word of God and the name of Jesus to deliver that person. I'm not gonna find out which doctor can help them, which psychiatrist can help them, which this. No, we wanna set them free totally and instantly by the power of God that God has given us. You say, "Well, I can't do that. Well, then you need to work on your imagination. Well, we'll, we'll just take him to Pastor Tom. Well, that's fine, but take him to you someday. You know understand? Your own imagination's got to grow to that place. The same thing he said to me in this book, he said to you, "You notice it doesn't say in the beginning of that, "Not my son, but Tom, attend to my words. <laughs> Cline our ears. No, it's for everybody, isn't it? So this is a great thing about God. Everybody's got an opportunity to grow into the place through the word of God and taking it in your eyes and your ears and everything and here it says keep it in the midst of my heart say keep it in the midst of my heart so I want to keep it in my heart I want to keep it in my mind I want to keep it in my imaginations I want to keep it the way I see me I'm going to be selective by what I see or hear I'm going to keep all fear out of my life I don't need to look for fear fear comes enough without me looking for it so I'm not going to deal with fear because the opposite of faith happens to be fear and we don't want fear look at verse 23 verse 23 Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the forces of life. Say the forces of life. So the forces of life, as we know it, are spiritual force on the inside of you because the Spirit of God lives on the inside of you. So your flow can be stopped by what you're seeing and what you're hearing and what's in abundance in your heart. Are you following me? It can stop the flow. Is the flow still there? Yeah, the flow's still there. It's just been stopped. In other words, you have a kink in your hose there's no flow out because something you're offended it kinked it you're having a problem you're kinked it you're angry and go to bed you kinked it so what do you do you unkink it thank god he gave us an unkink realm what do we do we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness so you never really have to go to bed angry even get angry do you you can go ahead and confess it and move on but notice what it says it says health to what all your flesh now let me let me find somebody get born in the kingdom of god they come down to the altar in their seat praise god they're worshiping god the old guy who you know came up here several weeks ago and wanted to get born again he's born again now what happens if he never inclines what happens if he never attends yeah. would never if he ever ever looks at the word of god what happens if he never does nothing Do you, is he going to grow no is he born again yeah is he going to heaven yeah but he may through hell down here on earth because he's going to live with the natural realm. And if you noticed, everybody in the natural realm right now who does natural things aren't doing very good. It's only the people who are walking in the spirit and listening to God and doing what God tells them to do with their lives that are being really successful in their lives. Hallelujah. So basically, there's a lot of things in our life that we need to get out of our life, basically, because as long as you're thinking and meditating in the natural and flesh, you always respond in the natural and flesh. And that's the key. How many know your first response is important? Okay, here they come. Jesus comes. He goes, agony and garden. He's praying. He comes back. What's Peter doing? Sleeping. He says, hey, can you not stay with me an hour? He goes back and prays again. Comes back. Guess what Peter's doing? He's sleeping. So Jesus goes out. His whole army's coming to get Jesus. They're coming in the flesh to get him. And Jesus is standing there. What's Peter do? Jumps up with a sword and cuts that sucker's ear right off as quick as he can. Praise God. How many you know that might have been in the flesh? See? And what did Jesus say? What is your issue, man? Give me that ear. Stuck it back on the guy's head. I'd about it left him go when he did that I don't know about you but they didn't They must have really not liked him Stuck the air right back on his head They said who are you looking for We're looking for Jesus I am And he knocked the entire army down Didn't draw a sword Didn't draw a shotgun What was it A spiritual word that came forth out of his mouth That was much more powerful than an army Knocked them all on their keister Praise God Just by speaking two words How many know Jesus could have spoke I am, I am, I am And kept them on the floor all day long If he wanted to Come on the power of God was on the inside of him. He said, I am. They tried to get up and say, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Just could have shouted at him. They kept falling down on the floor. Kept knocking them down. Because the spiritual realm was much more powerful than the natural realm. But we'd rather use the natural realm in our situations and in our stuff. And that doesn't do it any good. Somebody shouts, you shout. Somebody cusses you out, you cusses them out. See? You prove that you know more cuss words than they do. And see who can know the most in this situation. It doesn't work that way. That's all natural realm. That's old buzzer drawers there. And we don't walk that way. We walk in the spirit. We want to walk in the power of God. We want to walk in a joyful life, a happy life. We want to walk in the kingdom of God life. And that's what we're here to do. All right, go to Hebrews chapter four. All right, Hebrews chapter 4, you there? All right, look at verse, let's start in verse 12. It says, For the word of God is alive and it is powerful. It is sharper than any two edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of your soul and spirit and of your joints and your morrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of your heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifested in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him, with him that we have to do. All right, the first thing I want you to notice first of all in verse twelve it's talking about the Word of God, and in verse thirteen it talks about the Word of God now as a hymn, say a hymn. Notice, neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open under the eyes of him. So what's it doing? It's taking the Word of God and it's showing you that the Word of God is a live power, sharper than a two-edged sword, but the Word is also a hymn. Him and the Word are one. Jesus and the Word are the same. When you're speaking the Word out of your mouth, you're actually speaking Jesus or God words out of your mouth because they're lined up the same. Notice the Word of God is alive. It's powerful. It's sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing. Say dividing. So notice it'll divide your soul from your spirit, from your joints and marrow, the natural realm, and it will discern the thoughts that are in your heart. So the word of God will correct you. How many of you ever found that the word of God may correct you? You know, you read it and you say, well, that can't be for me. That's for brother Joe. (laughs) You know, they need to change, not me. But you know that the Word of God is discerning what's in your heart. And what's in your heart needs to be changed. It will affect not only your spirit when you got born again. How many know your spirit or you were affected immediately? Now it will affect your soul. It does that by renewing your mind to the Word of God, to your Christ-likeness. You were born again in the image and likeness of the Lord Jesus Christ through a miracle. And it will also notice your joints and marrow. Now what's your joints and marrow? Is that physical? That's your body, isn't it? So this Word of God will get in to your joints and marrow. There's several scriptures in the Old Testament. We ain't got time tonight to go over. But as you feed the Word of a God in, what the Word of God does is actually purifies your blood. Bad, man, I'm telling you. Purifies your blood, and as it purifies your blood of impurities, how many know your blood is the life of your body? You take the blood out, how many know it's over with? So what happens? The blood gets purified through the Word of God and more purified through the Word of God. That's why you can get born again. I got born again. I got delivered at that time from alcohol and other things. Some things I didn't get rid of at that time. But as I read the word, those things got purified so the next generation don't have to live as alcoholics. See, granddad drank. Dad and all my uncles drank. All my cousins drank. But I was the first one to come out from not having to drink because I had purified my blood through the word of God and that temptation was no longer with me anymore on the inside. That breaks generational curses on your life through other people. It changes on the inside of you. So the life of the body basically is in the blood. So it'll purify you as you meditate on the Word of God. Notice, it'll get in your joints and get in your marrow. I mean, no, that's your bones is in there so the word of God is more than just well it's a book I need to read every now and then and everybody else reads it and if I'm gonna be a good little Christian I better read a couple chapters today no it's doing stuff to you the whole time it's doing stuff to your soul it's doing stuff to your innermost being it's doing stuff to your thought life it's helping discern your heart and notice in his sight are the eyes of him say him And the greatest thing about the Bible is once you read it, once you study it, once you're in it, it doesn't matter if if communism would take over this country tomorrow and take every Bible out of here. They can never get the Bible that's already on the inside of you. They can't do it. They'll take your Bible away and you just quote it right back in their face anyway. And And you'll quote the verse with it to really make them mad. They, they're in a position nobody can take it away from you. They can't do it. It doesn't matter what they try to do, it, it won't do because Jesus is basically life on the inside of you. All right, so God and his word are one. How many of you agree with that? The word and God are one. How many agree with that? So a visit in the word is a visit with? People say, I'm hungry for God. Are you reading the word? No, then you're not. Because God and his word are? So if I'm hungry for the word, then I'm hungry for? If I visit the word, I visit with? If I obey the Word, I obey. I'm obeying God, are you? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm obeying God. I hate everybody's guts and I don't like anybody and my family stinks and my boss is a hypocrite and blah, 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 but I'm obeying God. No, you're not obeying God. See, and you're probably not obeying God because you're not visiting Him within, in the Word so He can change the way that you're doing things to line you up with it. So I'm going to have to obey the Word and then I obey God. People say, I love God. Have you read the Word? Not yet. How long have you been saved? 20 years. I'm just about to get into it. Well, if you don't love the Word, I've got news for you. You don't love God if God and His Word are one. I mean, it's it's simple. God and His Word are one. So what am I going to do? I'm going to love God. I'm going to read His Word. I'm going to obey the God. I want to obey God. I want to obey His Word. See? I'm going to do everything. The Word of God is what we need to attend to and to look at and to do because God and His Word are one. So whenever I read this Word, it's not just a book. It's God speaking to me. Most of the time it's talking to my wife, but sometimes it talks to me. She was sitting back far enough where I could get away with that. If she's in the front row, I never would have said that. (laughs) But that's the way we read it sometimes, don't we? Oh, I know who that verse is for. Oh, yeah, look at that verse over here. I know who that verse is for. Never for us, praise God. All right, one more. Go to John chapter 1. All right, John chapter one. Look at verse one. In the very beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was the same was in the beginning, saith God, or the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shined in the darkness, but the darkness could not put the light out. All right, we know that God and His Word are one. Say, God and His Word they are one one. alright now read it again it says in the beginning was the word the word was with God and the word was God the same was in the beginning with God and all things were made by the word and without the word was not anything made that was made did you see what I did there I just substituted the word of God in for God because God and his word are one that means the word of God is the creative force in the universe right now for you Because God and His Word are one. So the Word is powerful. The Word is spirit. It is life. It is alive. And notice, all things were made by Him, but all things were made by what? The Word of God. So everything that comes into existence into your life comes in through the spirit realm, and it comes in through the Word of God, which means the Word of God is a creative force. So the Word of God will create abundance where there's only lack. It will create strength. Where there's weakness, it will create health where there's sickness, victory where there's defeat, joy where there's sorrow. The Word found you spiritually dead, and it made you spiritually alive. The Word found me a sinner, instantly made me a saint. The Word found me powerless, then it anointed me with more power than I even need. It met me as a wretch, now I'm a son of the living God. So we don't want to deny the the God, what God has done for us through his word. We want to claim what he did for us in the word of God. So as we read the word of God, we hear the word of God preach, or by the word of God, understand that tomorrow when you read the Bible, God is speaking to you. And I mean, just take it and read it and read it. And sometimes you, you'll read... Four chapters and don't think you got anything. And when you're walking that day, all at once you end up in a situation and you read a scripture that meant nothing to you that day, but now somebody's in trouble and that scripture was for them and now you've got it on the inside and you can, are you following me? You can relate to them and help them in that situation. Sometimes you pick up the Bible and it says in and revelation starts hitting you that's far as you go. In, my God, in. He's in me, I'm in him. Praise God, he's in him. He's in in, in. And then you want to preach four weeks on In. Because that's what the Spirit of God can do. He can take one word, two words, five words, the whole thing and just give you a revelation on the whole thing and you just preach on it. I mean, this is going to be what? A four or five week series. What are we all? We're like 13 right now and we go on for another two months because the more revelation you get, watch this, the more revelation you get. See, it's line upon line, precept upon precept. You get a little bit of revelation. You get a little more revelation. You get a little more, a little more revelation. And the revelation just keeps coming as long as you study on it and allow the Spirit of God to do what's in your life. Hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Say the Word of God. Word of God. It is alive. It is, so it is powerful. powerful. It is powerful. I, desire I desire for a hunger in my heart, in my heart. tonight, tonight. By, the by the Spirit of God to rise up in me, to give me a strong attention. To the Word of God, through my ear, through my eyes, in my heart, I will read it. I will meditate on it. It will grow in my life. And the Word of God will produce everything that God has promised me in His Word. I choose to visit with God, so I'll read the Word. I choose to obey God, so I'll obey the Word. I choose to to love God. So i love, love his word, and I thank you for it. You for it. In Jesus' name, In Jesus name. Amen. amen. All right, praise God.